Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. We love mamas. We love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in your closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms. That's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and your sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. We want you to know that motherhood is important. Motherhood is valuable. The work you do each day matters. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. Welcome to another episode of the Mamahood Podcast. Today, we are so excited to be introducing another one of our series regular co-hosts. She's going to be showing up frequently on the podcast, and we're so honored to have her. Um, Rochelle Valenzuela is, she's, she's been on the podcast before, or were you on my other podcast? Yes, I was on the other. On my other podcast. Yes. Um, Yes. But she is just... I mean, how do I describe you? Like, you're like the perfect mix of hysterical and super funny, but also being mess. super <laughs> down to earth. <laughs> We're all a hot mess. Um, Rochelle is also just like super down to earth, super real. And one of the reasons why we felt really inspired to bring her on is because of just the realness that she brings to motherhood. She has, um, she shares a lot online on her Instagram account and we'll have her share that as we get to the end. But, um, so she's a really, really great mom to go and find online as well to feel like someone understands you as a mom of little (laughs) kids. So anyway, um, Rochelle, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, anything you want our audience to know about your little family. Okay. So, um married mom of two which just feels so cool to say now (laughs) just had a baby um a few weeks ago I'm actually six weeks postpartum today which is a huge milestone that is a huge milestone yeah so I just had a home birth and um we just moved to Florida from Utah um a few months ago I guess coming up on a year um so we've been yeah that went really really fast. fast Yeah. So just navigating that right now, this, this whole new move and adjustment. And then my husband and I are, um, I've had a business for a couple of years and I took a break during the move and my husband and I are working it back up and working on it together. So it's been really fun. So that's what we're doing right now. Awesome. Yeah. She's a business guru. I feel like you launched your business so well and like Thank you. you had so many people invested in your products and I'm great. I'm excited for it to start up again. So we're kind of going at it a different way this time. Um, very similar business to you guys, but on the back end, my husband's going to be working with me now. So I, um, I feel like it's going to be a much smoother process. It's going to be a lot more fun because I can work on the things that I want to work on and my husband will work on the other stuff. So we're coming at it a different way and it's going to be fun. So that's really so excited. Yeah. What's the name of your business? I mean, I know, but I want you to tell everybody yes. what the name is. <laughs> it's called Matchmaven. So matchmaven.co is our website and it should be up hopefully by the time this podcast goes up. <laughs> we'll see. That soon. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Matchmaven. It's beautiful bags. I mean, I don't know if you're, if you're expanding to do other things, but she like has these amazing bags that are inspired by different places in the world or different buildings how do you describe it how do you describe it yes both so at first it was different buildings and I kind mm-hmm. of expanded into places that inspired me and kind of made me think oh this is a bag that I would carry in that place and mm-hmm. um, I haven't done a lot of traveling but it's a huge like desire of mine so I'm really hoping that this business will like take me to those places someday and I can kind of design as I'm traveling and looking at different places and learning about new places. So that's kind of like the big dream um, Mm -hmm. is to be able to go and explore and take inspiration from other places on blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I love that so much. Oh my gosh. 
You're going to be fun. like this fashion designer, world traveler woman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It'd be so fun. I don't know about fashion designer, but just trying to make some, some bags that are functional for me. Hope they're functional mm-hmm. for everybody else and you guys mm-hmm. like them, but my mostly gosh, just well. things that are good for my day to day. Easy, easy bags. So anyways. Well, I'm obsessed with them. They're very, very beautiful. So go check it out if you're listening. Um, okay. So what topics are you passionate about that you want to bring to the mamahood community um, or like motherhood values that are really important to you? Um, I think that will probably, I think it changes for us from season to season, but right now um, finding yourself within motherhood and trying to be like the best version of yourself so that you can be the best version for your family and your kids. Like that's one thing that has just been like stuck in my mind lately. It's resonated with me and it's inspired me to be a better mom by just kind of working on myself right now. So I love that so much. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. That's a super important topic. Um, if I love asking people this, if you could describe yourself as a mom in three words, what would they be and why? <laughs> okay. So I thought about this for probably way too long, but um, so probably goofy. We are, <laughs> I'm a giant dork. So I am just teaching my kids to, to live that way and to not really care so much, which is why a lot of the stuff that I post is probably questionable sometimes, but oh my gosh, no, it's um, the best. <laughs> I haven't done any of that in a while. It's been kind of a wild year, but we, we love to have fun over here. So yeah, I would say goofy. Um, I really like to be involved. So um, whether it's just here at home, what with things that she's playing with or what she's doing, um, I try to be nearby. I'm really trying to encourage Iris, my oldest, and my kids as they grow up to um, be their best versions and explore their the things that interest them. Um, and last, I would say as cheerleader, I've just learned a lot about my daughter the past year from like two to three, her little personality has just come out a lot. And I just really try to encourage her to be herself and um, yeah. To lead her on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because I've watched Iris too, like since she was a little baby, because actually Rochelle and I lived by each other for just a little bit. Just a little bit, but she was but really little. Iris was, yeah, like a newborn. Oh, wait, you know what? Yeah, she's a newborn. Yeah. Because she's close in age with Henry, right? Yes. And I think both of us had little babies at the time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I've kind of watched Iris grow up, too. And, like, I love watching, like, her interests develop and everything, too. Mm-hmm. And I, you and I have laughed because – both of our little ones that are the same age have like an obsession with like spooky things. Yes. And I love it so much. <laughs> Sorry in if you fact, didn't want to share that, got... but it cracks. Oh me no, up. no. I love it. So in fact, I just got um some new shirts came in for her today. And one of them is a black shirt. She doesn't mm-hmm. have any black up until today because mm-hmm. she just loves like kind of gothic stuff at the age of three. <laughs> so and so she opened up the package and she pulled out all of her shirts and she picked up the black one. She goes, it's black. <laughs> like finally. <laughs> and I felt like it just hit her soul. She was like, Oh my gosh, finally, like they're listening to me. Like, this is what I want. Oh my gosh. So oh, it was really funny. It was really cute. I love that so much. I know Henry, Henry's the same. He's like a little Gothic boy and I have no idea where it came from because (laughs) I could not be further from like, I'm so easily scared by stuff, but it's okay. Um, okay. I love our spooky kids. Our spooky kids. I know they need to get together and like watch nightmare before Christmas and play ghosts and all that stuff that I don't enjoy doing. (laughs) Her Iris' new thing is zombies, so oh. they can play zombies. Yeah, too. Henry went through there a werewolf go. phase. Oh my gosh! Because he rode this. Um, have you been to Lagoon? I haven't. I never went. Lagoon is like an amusement park close to where we live, and they have this haunted house that I think's been around since like the 60s or 70s. Like it's super old and clunky. Mm-hmm. And when you go in, it's 
it's like so so janky like you're you're going and it's like jerking you each direction which is even scarier especially as a parent (laughs) (laughs) well and it has um like wax figures like it's so disgusting and creepy like it's like these wax figures that are like a, a vampire and then a werewolf and then like Frankenstein and stuff Anyway, so he went on the haunted house with my husband and I stayed off the ride because my other little boy was scared. And when he got off of the ride, I was like, what did you see, Henry? Were you scared? And he was like, oh, no, I saw a werewolf and it was eating a mama. And it was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, that's not okay. We don't like it's like a werewolf eating a random woman. But I'm like, that's not a mama, first of all. And it's not funny. (laughs) <laughs> and that is what started his obsession with werewolves. With werewolves. Mm-hmm. This is the coolest thing. Man, what, what cool kids we have. <laughs> funny. <laughs> so funny. Okay, anyway, so let's dive into the one of the topics you wanted to bring to the show that I feel is a super amazing and important topic. And that is, like you said, finding that personal joy for yourself and finding yourself um in motherhood and outside of motherhood. So, and we, we do like our listeners know that we like to speak super positively about mother here, motherhood here, but I feel like one of the only ways we can show up happily and joyfully in motherhood is to find joy for ourselves too. So why do you think it's so important for moms to find that joy outside of motherhood? Um, so at the beginning of the pandemic, I think, I don't know if this is, if I'm just speaking for myself or if this is like a common feeling, but during the pandemic, I just had a lot of guilt for feeling very happy within my own home or um, just personally, I felt like I couldn't um, enjoy myself the way that I used to. So with that guilt, I kind of just dropped everything. I stopped doing pretty much everything that made me happy, not just as a mother, but as me, Rochelle. And um, I felt like I needed to use that time and that energy to take care of my family, to make sure that all of their needs were met. I realized over some time that it started to eat away at me. And I, I remember telling my husband that I just felt like this shell of a person. Like I was just kind of going through the motions every day. It felt very mundane and there was nothing for me to be really excited about anymore. And um, after talking to my husband about it and my therapist, I realized that those things, those little things that I can be doing for myself, um, that's what gets me going. That's what makes me a good mom. It, um, it's, it's, a, it's my charger. It's a way for me to charge myself so that I can be at full capacity for my family. And this big sacrifice that I thought I was making to make everyone else happier was not working. It was not making anyone else happier. It was making me a lot less happy. And then I was not able to be there for my daughter during the day. I felt absolutely exhausted. Um, and I felt like I, I couldn't get away. Like I needed to be here. I, I couldn't go and get my nails done by myself or go and have lunch by myself or just get away or even spend money on myself because I felt like everything needed to be going into my family who was going through so much through the pandemic, through a big move, um, through my pregnancy. And, uh, it just, it just made me realize that those things were important. And after talking to my therapist, I started going to therapy shortly after this realization and she started giving me some encouragement and some tips for how to get back into taking care of myself. And pretty much as soon as I started doing that, I saw a different person. My whole family saw a different person. I have way more mental energy, emotional energy. I have a larger capacity for being patient with my daughter during the day because I took time the day before to um, take care of myself for a couple of hours and remove myself from my home for just just enough time for me to breathe a little bit. Yeah, I love that so much. I think that's just so profound. I love that you even took 
a huge step that a lot of people don't take and we'll get into this more but even just going to a therapist when you realize that you were feeling off and that you were feeling down and like you were feeling like a shell of a person because I think there are moms listening to this right now who are feeling that way and don't even know what to do like where to even start don't even feel like they can go to a therapist or can do like what you were saying, take two hours for themselves. They don't even know how to ask for it or they, or maybe they, they do, but they don't even know what they would want to do for themselves, you know? And so I just think the fact that you were able to recognize that and take action is super impressive and just a really good example to those of us who maybe need to do that <laughs> right now. Um, and so that's why I kind of want to dive into specifically some of the ways that we have learned to take care of ourselves and find that joy. Um, and like, there's definitely small ways that we can find joy outside of motherhood as well as really big ones. And, you know, we don't need like a giant side hustle or business or need to be like killing it at the gym every day, becoming super ripped or something necessarily in order to find joy outside of motherhood. I think those things are great. And there's a time and a season for that too. But I also just think that there are really small ways that we can take care of ourselves as well. Um, so what are some of those just like small habits for you? So for me, the very first thing that I did whenever I realized that I needed to start taking care of myself was to get a planner, like a yearly planner. I got the cutest one that I could find <laughs> at Target, the one that spoke to me the most. And I got excited about it. I got excited about the year ahead. And um, I went in, I marked down all of our birthdays, which are very exciting to me and um, special anniversaries and trips. Like my parents are coming to see me and meet the baby soon. I wrote all of that down. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was like a way to get excited about things that were going to be happening soon. And so every day I sit down and I go through my planner. I check off things that I did for the day that gives me a sense of accomplishment and makes me feel very happy. And then I can look forward to, um, things moving forward. And that's a huge thing for me. It just helps me. Um, if, if I'm having a bad day and at the end of the day, I look at my planner, it's just a day, it's one day in my whole book. And there's mm -hmm. so many more things to look forward to. And it kind of, um, gives me a bigger picture. I love that you said that. I like, I agree. And that's one of those things where you brought it up where I didn't even realize that that was a self-care thing. But maybe like four years ago, I started doing a bullet journal. Do you remember when bullet journals were like all the rage? Yes. <laughs> so I started bullet journaling like four years ago. And from there, it's just kind of funny, the progression of like my planner, because the bullet journal is like super involved, like, right? Like you have oh, yeah. to sit down at the start it's of the a lot year of time. and it's kind of fun at first to kind of like make all your bullet journal pages and get on Pinterest and everything. And then it evolved to like my target planner that had like the week, like a look at the week and then the month and everything, which is great too. But now I literally went to target at the start of this year, went to the planner section and I grabbed literally the most simple planner. I like, I wish I could show it to you right now. It's literally, you open it up. It's a blank page. It's a planner, but it's mm -hmm. a blank page. And at the top, you can just put in like the date that you want to put in. It doesn't even have like months or weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is what I need right now because our life is so crazy. And it's so weird because when I open that up, I just write down like, I don't know. I just write down whatever needs to be done or whatever is like happening. And that has been like a huge like piece of self-care too that I didn't even realize. So I just love like there's a whole range of ways you could maybe we should do an episode on planners. Yeah. But like <laughs> I feel like I go I've been using planners since high school. So like 2010. And I have like I, I could speak so much about like different ways you can use them. I'm not like an absolute expert, but I do feel like it's a huge, huge, like, um, way to feel good about yourself. Just being able to check off things. Sometimes if like, um, I usually plan, will plan my day the night before. So the next day I'll usually make two to three bullet points, very short, <laughs> like 
clean the playroom or go and pick up my prescription or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just being able to write down those things, like, okay, I'm going to do these things tomorrow and then check them off the next day. Even if I don't get anything else done, if I'm mm-hmm. able to check off two or three boxes, I feel amazing. And I, I can also it feels see like, so good. <laughs> yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> Yeah, it really But it's hard to have a planner during a pandemic when nothing's going on, but just, just get it and just write down silly or small things. Mm -hmm. And it feels, it feels so good just to be able to check off some things and look forward to like birthdays or whatever. So, yeah. Well, and even if it is just your grocery list or chores that you need to do around the house, it does make you feel like so accomplished to check things off and yeah and gives you some structure too it's like hey I need all have all these things to do I'm going to spread them out during these days so I don't feel like extremely overwhelmed one day you can actually put a visual to your day by writing it down yeah well and I don't know about you but for me I cannot use like my phone as my planner. Like I, no, other, yeah. I know other people can, and I've like heard all these things about all these apps you can use. And I'm like, no, I just need a piece of paper and I need to write it down. Like I went and got like one of those good old fashioned, like from the nineties list that you stick on your fridge that like rips off with your grocery list. Oh, yes. and I'm like, <laughs> no. And I realize we need something in the kitchen. I don't want to pull out my phone. I just want to write it on the fridge. Like my mom did in the nineties. Okay. Like that's yes. what I want to do. Yes. <laughs> I love that. You know, I I love that we can like still find ways to get off our phones and put it on paper. um, So we're not like depending on our phone for everything, because I found that I have been doing that lately. And then I'm on my phone all day because I'm like, well, I've got the kitchen timer on there and I've got my recipe on there and I have all of these different things. I feel like I have to stare at my phone for, but I like that you're finding ways to get off. Like, no, I'm going to put it on my fridge, my list. So I don't have to like use my phone for it, but well, you too. Okay. Well, I think we need to do a whole episode on planners. So I, I agree. Gonna jot that, that down. Okay. Anyways, keep going. What are some other okay. simple little ways? You- so I I love to read, and I've been giving myself more time to read lately. I will read anything from murder mysteries to self help books or business books. Um, right now, I'm reading um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, so the guy that started Nike. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Um, and then I'll probably go back to murder mystery after this one. <laughs> so I maybe that's where my spooky mystery. child comes from. <laughs> oh, good. you know what? That's where our spooky children come from. It that is in be. us. <laughs> it's weird because I hate watching. Like I will not watch uh-huh. like documentaries on Netflix about murder or like true crime shows because the imagery is either. too much for yes. my mind and I'll dream about it. It's real stuff. Yes. Yeah, but I'll read it all day. And sometimes I'll listen yes. on a podcast if it's not too brutal. But I can't watch it. <laughs> no, me either. Yeah, I I I I will occasionally watch like a scary movie around Halloween. That's when I kind of get a bug to watch one, but mm-hmm. it's like once a year. That's it. And then murder mysteries the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's fun. Well, and then the Halloween show that I'm like I get a bug to watch as I'm like, oh, let's watch like Hocus Pocus. That's scary. <laughs> That's really scary. Like Dallin got me to watch um, The Crucible this year. Have you seen that? No, the movie, I haven't. The Crucible. Uh-huh. It's about like the Salem witch trials. Ooh. It's like a historical drama and I was like so scared. Like oh. I, I was not okay. I was like sleeping with the lights <laughs> on after that. So anyway. <laughs> See, my, my genre with when it comes to horror movies, it's very specific. It has to be not demonic, but not like real people like hurting each other. Like mm-hmm. it has to be something that's very fantasy based. For instance, like I can do the It movies because oh, it's no. just a monster. Like that's it. Like that's not all it is life. to me in my head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like something that's more fantasy like. I don't know, monster. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Something that's why, that's like, I don't watch very many. Real. Yeah. Yes, like, definitely, definitely not real. Exactly. We all watch, totally like, alien movies because... Okay, yeah. Because they're obviously not real to me. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, like, anything that includes, like, a serial killer or, like, something that could just happen in real life at all, like, by any stretch of the imagination, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Not for same. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same. Okay, what and else? And then I... Sometimes having a little treat to myself. I I like the oh my gosh, my favorite ice cream in the world is Bluebell. Mm. And the homemade vanilla flavor is so my favorite flavor. So I get the little like cups 
And if I'm having like a rough day, I will hide with my little cup and I will eat it <laughs> hidden. Like I have, I have taken some extreme measures to hide it from Iris when she comes <laughs> running around the corner because I'm like, I don't want to share it. I, I just want to have a, a moment. Yes. Yes. And then I come out of it. I'm like, totally fine. So for me, a little treat to myself really helps me. Um, getting out on my own for 10 minutes to two hours. Like that helps me so much. Um, I Marco Polo to you the other day and I was literally going to Walgreens to get a Sprite. Like I was gone for 10, 20 minutes max. And it was just enough for me to feel like, like just get that refresh. And I came back and I honestly felt loads better just by stepping away for a second. I've actually done in the past, just like leave my house, walk around the block and then come back in. I'm like, okay, I just needed to breathe for just a second. Mm -hmm. So I don't like, um, get too upset or angry at the situation that's going on. My husband's with the kids. I just need to go walk away for a second. Yeah. You need to feel like the world can function without you there for even just 10 minutes. Yes. I say this to my husband a lot too. When he gets home, I'm like, can I just go for a drive and get a soda. Like I just want to be out of the house. I just need to be gone. Like I yeah. by myself. Just feeling like feeling like the world can function without you for a few seconds. I've been trying to put like um just understand why even 10 minutes felt so much better for me. And I I think that's it. It's just knowing that like you're not strapped to your home. This is not your jail cell. You can leave and go (laughs) do something by yourself. Of course, (laughs) I choose to be there and I love my family and taking care of my children is like my joy, but it's like, oh, I am, I am my own person too. And I'm going to go. The other day I dropped off Iris and Sarah was taking her one long nap of the day and I told my husband, like, I, oh, sorry, I drop off Iris at my in-law's place, not just like some random house. <laughs> You're like, here, she <laughs> likes spooky things. Just turn it on. It, if it's spooky, she's good. There's my tip. <laughs> just drop your kid off wherever you want. <laughs> but Alonzo was home and I was like, see ya. I'm going to get my toenails done. I would love mm-hmm. to get a pedicure right now. And after that, I came back and I was picking up Iris at my in-law's place and they were like, so how do you feel? Like referring to postpartum. And I was like, right now, like a million bucks because <laughs> I just had two hours to myself and it has carried me through the whole week. Those two hours. I'm like, I feel awesome. Like my toes look cute. I feel great about myself. <laughs> Helps yeah. a ton. So I've literally done the same thing with the toenails. There's just something about it. Like sitting in a <laughs> massage feet. chair too. And just like, oh, not. Yes. I will like just not talk to anybody. I'll just sit there like that's what it is. Yes. Cause like there's no pressure to make any conversation at all. Like you sit down and they're not trying to make a conversation with you and vice versa. You're just well, I mean you can, but like most of the time I just want to sit there and like silence, listen to music or like read a book or something. It's really nice. Really, really nice. Yeah. And then um, one thing that helps me is I I do like to do fun things for myself, like get facials or like I said, like pedicures, like things that are taking care of my body. Um, I have not gotten into exercise yet, so I will not say that, but other things that help me feel like my physical body is refreshed, like getting my hair done kind of more like material things. Like that helps me a lot. Just like through the day, like I look down at my feet that I'm walking on all day long. I'm like, Oh, my toes are cute. Like that feels nice. (laughs) Or sometimes when I do my nails, like it feels really nice just to like actually take care of my physical body. I love that so much Um, because our bodies go through the ringer and I feel like it's kind of like what I do to my car and how I never get an oil change and suddenly I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I'm 9,000 miles over and it's needed an oil change. (laughs) That's a lot. Oh, well, here you go, little minivan. Just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. And I feel like we do the same things to our bodies though. Like we're like, I need this. I need I need to wash my face. I need to brush my teeth. I need to go to the dentist. I need to go to the doctor. I need to refill my medicine. I need a pedicure. I need my hair done. But just keep going, body. Like, you've got this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But when we take time to fulfill even, like, one need of our body, I feel like it does a lot for us. Yeah. I I totally agree. I felt that. And then um, having my own show to watch has been really fun for me at night when my girls go to bed. 
Um, and my husband sometimes will do his own thing too. So it's like nice to have something to wind down and just kind of not think about anything, something that's mindless. Mm -hmm. I really, for me, I really enjoy mindless stuff. So yeah, Mm -hmm. having my own show has been really fun. And, um, early bedtime for my girls, that is like just so vital for me. So we start bedtime routine with Iris at six 30. So that might be early or late for some, but for us, it's been great. That's so actually do... when we'd start too. <laughs> no way. Okay. Oh, so amen. like six yes. and I'm like, okay, let's go brush teeth. Like it's time to start getting ready for bed. <laughs> so wait, so, I, so sorry, I get my stutter sometimes. So at first, whenever, um, we started implementing 6:30. We were having some pushback from Iris, and so what I started doing is I set an alarm on my phone for 6:30, and I have three emojis that come up. So it's an emoji of her, and then a bathtub, and then the soap bar. And mm-hmm. so when it when, when my timer goes off, I show her my phone. I said, "Hey, what does that say?" She said, oh, "It's bath time." And so she'll <laughs> run to the bath because she sees those oh little God. emojis. It makes her excited. So now like during the day, she'll be like, oh, is it eat time? Like, yeah, it's eat time. So I've noticed that that's helped a ton, at least for us getting her to bed earlier is um, having an alarm and then she'll look at it and she'll decide, oh, okay, yeah, it's bath time. I'm going to go to the bath myself instead of me having to like physically pick her up, screaming, (laughs) running to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. like much different experience. So it's been been good for us. That's such a good idea. And then last is after she's in bed, having like a nightly routine for myself. Um, It used to be that I would like lay down after she'd go to bed and I would just be like, just dead Mm -hmm. on my phone or something watching a show. But now I set an alarm for myself too. So at 8.30, it goes off and it's like, okay, time for me to start my bedtime routine. Like I'll go take a shower, do like my face wash and my my skincare routine, like actually take time on it, get myself in pajamas. And then I get in bed by like 9, 9.15 and I feel fresh and I'm like kind of awake, awake enough to like talk to my husband and have a good conversation or um, pick something up that I need like pick the room up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been like, honestly, like one of the best parts of my day, if I'm not having a great day is my nighttime routine. It kind of just like allows me to wind down in like a much better way than was before. So yeah, sorry. That, that was so, very long. But. So much. Oh my gosh. No, I'm, I'm eating it up and I'm sure there's so many people too eating this up too. Um, I'll share a couple briefly too, just to add to people's lists. Um, along with what you said, I started like, I don't even know. It was probably at the beginning of this year. I started doing like a strict daytime and nighttime self-care routine for myself because I just like got, I hit like this emotional breaking point where I was like, I feel so disgusting. I feel so like, I don't want to say the word ugly, but it's how I was feeling in the moment, you know, like I know that I wasn't and no one is, but in the moment, I'm just like, I feel so greasy and gross and ugly. I feel like I'm just like getting up each day and just jumping into motherhood and like collapsing in my bed at night. And I'm not like, I don't know. And, and I know that I'm getting older and I'm like approaching 30 and like, I need to, I need to start taking care of myself better. So it was around the start the start of the year that I like invested in some really good skincare stuff, some really good like stuff to take care of my teeth, some better hair care stuff, some better like literally I just I went into like the um, self-care section of Target and just got like nice stuff like a nice razor and nice shaving cream and like got an electric razor that I'd been looking at and like just got like the nice stuff to make my like self-care routine enjoyable for me and then one of the things that I bought as well was a organizer for my bathroom like my bathroom counter so that everything wasn't just like scattered on the counter but that everything had like a good spot where and it's like a a stacked one where there's like a lower level and an upper level so I can see everything and I like one big thing I always forget to do is take all my medicine because I take like 80 medicines a day and so I have it all like laid out up there and now I genuinely instead of like 
rolling my eyes that I have to, I literally look forward to like both in the morning and in the night going into my bathroom with my like little setup of all my stuff and like doing everything, like doing my skincare routine, doing like taking vigorous care of my teeth, doing, taking all of my medications and vitamins and all of that stuff. Like, I don't know, for some reason, just setting it up all nicely, having things I wanted to use and good quality stuff was a game changer for me. And since doing that, like even my husband mentioned a couple weeks ago, he's like, I feel like you're more happy now that you're taking better care of yourself. That's amazing. It's just like that simple little thing. I love that. I I wonder, because I've also been kind of getting into that, just Mm -hmm. getting better quality stuff and feeling better about myself, like physically. I wonder if that's something that you just kind of hit in your mid twenties to like late (laughs) twenties or like early thirties. You're like, I just want to feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. I've noticed this is kind of like a pattern with me and my friends and and you that I've seen, like, who just kind of care about it more. So Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Like I started getting makeup items that aren't just, I don't know, like that are actually high quality stuff that I enjoy mm-hmm. using and really good lotion and stuff. And just that simple thing. I don't know. And I think it is like approaching 30. And I, I just looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, I feel like I'm getting like, I know I'm in my twenties still, but I feel like I'm getting like little like crow's feet and stuff. And not that that matters, mm-hmm. but it was just the, it was something I needed to notice so that I'm like, okay, I need to just take care of myself. Like I just need to like make sure that I want to live a really long life and I want to make sure that my, I'm giving my body like the equipment in order to live a really long life. It it seems like a cycle. It's like we kind of have more self-love as we get older in life. So we take better care of ourselves. We have, when we take better care of ourselves, we have more self-love, I think. Yes. Yes. It's a circle of life. <laughs> also, I've been holding this toothbrush for so oh long. Oh my gosh. You've been holding that <laughs> I this just whole realized time. literally this whole time. <laughs> been a nice like sensory item to like kind of calm the nerves a little bit. Hey, whatever you need, you know, That's we funny. all have those things. Um, some other ones I'll mention quickly. Something I have always been afraid to do, but did this summer um, was hiking by myself or just spending time in nature by myself. That was something I was always like really scared to do. But this summer I went through a really tough transition with my health and um, getting a diagnosis. And so, and a lot of the things that typically help me with my mental health were closed. The temple uh, from our religion, that is something I usually use to cope with life is closed. Um, Like Disneyland is closed. Um, I couldn't see my friends and my family. The gym was closed. A lot of doctor's offices were closed. So I basically just had to turn to like the mountains. And at first I was really nervous to go hiking by myself and obviously like use precautions, take pepper spray, hike in the daytime and stuff. But um, just going into nature for even a half hour by myself was like the most invigorating and beautiful and wonderful thing I've ever done for myself, like ever, 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 ever. And um, so that's something that I'm really excited to start doing again when it warms up. Um, that's amazing. That's really beautiful. And oh, thank you. And along with that is just spirituality in general, like whatever your spirituality looks like taking, um, actually like setting aside time to practice my spirituality is really important for me. Um, and then the last thing is, um, I got AirPods this year and it's such a simple little piece of technology, but it's changed my life. And it's like changed my happiness level so much because I feel like I can put my AirPods in and I can turn on like really happy music. I've made like playlists of music that just uplifts me. And it can literally like be a soundtrack in my ears all day as I'm going throughout some like monotonous things. And I can turn it down really low and my kids have no idea that I'm listening to music (laughs) or sometimes a podcast, but it just helps me to like feel happy in moments when I'm starting to feel like anxious or stressed or overwhelmed. So yeah, those are my things. (laughs) You'll need to send me your playlist. Oh, I will. Yeah, I love that. I usually listen to um, Novo Amor on, um, mm. I don't think it's how you say it, on Pandora. And I will have that on my TV running like the whole day. And I've noticed like when I have that music on, 
my attitude, like the, the vibes in my home are much softer and sweeter. It's just like, it's been a game changer for me too. So I, I love, love that. that so much. Yeah. It was like a game changer for me to get AirPods so I could play something in my ears too. That wasn't like, like my kids want to listen to Laurie Berkner band all oh, day. Yeah. You know, Laurie Berkner. Oh, I have no, <laughs> I haven't been exposed to that one yet. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm just going to forget I ever heard that. So I don't like try to search for it. Thinking, oh, Iris will love this. <laughs> it's a love hate thing because my kids love it. And her music, some of her music is really just like awesome for kids, but they mm -hmm. want it like all day long. They either want that or they want like oh. Disneyland music or Disney music, or they want, they go to like a music class. So they want the CD from their music class. And it's just like, oh, five little ducks over and over again and that's <laughs> fine I want them to have that because it makes them happy but sometimes I need to just put in something else like yeah. into my own ears oh that's <laughs> so smart okay I need to start doing that that is an amazing tip Today's episode is sponsored by Hepius. Hepius is your number one place to go for premium CBD without breaking the bank. There's no THC, which means you get all of the benefits with no psychoactive effects. They have something for everyone, including roll-on for your muscles and joints, a great nighttime aid that promotes sleep, and a daily use oil to promote your overall well-being. Go to hepiusmed.com and use code MAMAHOOD to get 10% off your order. That's H-E-P-I-U-S med.com with code mamahood to get 10% off your order. So those are some of the smaller things, but sometimes I feel like we really do need more bigger or effective things to bring us joy. So what are some of those bigger ones for you? First um, would definitely be therapy. I think therapy is kind of what got me on my, my journey back to finding personal joy. Um, she was able to, um, understand what I was going through and offer me, she actually has a three and a half year old too. So she really like, oh, cool. I was felt like I was really able to, um, connect with her very well. And she was able to give me advice and tips and like actual, like tactical things to do that would help me, um, kind of get back onto that, that path to like self-love and, um, taking care of myself. Um, the first tip that she gave me, cause I told her that I really wanted to, um, work on this big project again, my, my business. And she was like, you don't have to like go all in, just give yourself an hour to a week, pick one day that you're going to go into your office and work on it and start there. And I did. And every single week I've like increased the time that I'm working on it. And it's felt so much easier to like jump back into something that seems so daunting at first. So little tips like that. Um, she'll give me, she, um, gave me a really great tip for date night, which I'll share in a second. Um, and then second was, um, or I don't know if you had anything to say about that. Sorry about therapy. Oh no, I just, I just agree. I mean, I've, I've been to therapy and not as like much as I want have wanted to and I'm currently both my husband and I are in the process of finding like a really good therapist um, that can help us through kind of all the trauma that happened this past year yeah, for us yeah but um I the the times the few times that I have been to therapy and that my husband have been to therapy have been like absolutely life-changing and I think it's one of those things people are scared to do or feel like you have to be like completely falling apart or your marriage has to be falling apart or something before you'll see a therapist. But I just, that's just not true. Like just yeah, seeing a therapist yeah. to help us through, all of us are going through something hard right now. Like everyone in the whole world is going through a pandemic. So if that's, that's enough to motivate you to see a therapist, like I just, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I totally just agree with what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing I wanted to say about that, um, so my, my last appointment that I went to, um, I felt really happy. I felt kind of weird that I was going to a therapy appointment because I felt really good, but she was still able to recommend things for me that could help me feel better in the long run. Just because I was having a good day doesn't mean that I'm having a good day every single day. And mm -hmm. she was able to recommend things to me that would be able to help me through those times and those harder days. And then my second thing is um, having 
um, a big project to work on um, has been really helpful for me and it's made, brought me a lot of joy and a sense of purpose and a different aspect of my life. So my business, it fulfills me in other ways. Being a mom has fulfilled me in ways I just can't quite describe, but being a business owner and being able to put um, the schooling that I've done and my knowledge and my talents into something has um, kind of fulfilled me um, in a more on, on a more personal level and has reminded me of my path and my journey to who I am now, um, the schooling that I've done and the experiences that I've had, I've been able to apply those to something. Um, and I kind of feel like I've been able to grow and develop other talents. It's made me excited for the future, for goals that I'm working on within the business. It keeps me motivated and it keeps me wanting to continue to learn, which for me brings me a lot of joy and gives me like a, a greater sense of purpose um, for, for myself outside of motherhood. I love that so much. And, and then having scheduled date nights. So for us, like I always want to be on a date every single weekend, but it's just not going to work right now with our schedule and Mm -hmm. us also wanting to spend time with our kids. Um, So what we decided to do, and this is something that my therapist recommended is have scheduled date nights for us. We're going the first weekend of every month. So it's something that we can get excited about and plan and make it really special since we know, okay, we're going to be going the first weekend of every month. What are we going to, what are we going to do next month? And, um, it kind of takes some pressure off of trying to find a babysitter because we always know what we could, we'll need a babysitter and trying to figure out what to do. And when are we going to go? When are we, when are we going to make time for it? Because there's always time blocked off for it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that, that is going to help mine and my husband's marriage. I love that so much. Like I, we have tried to go on more dates and I feel like when we're in a season where there's more reasons to go on dates, like it's my birthday in January. So we inevitably went on a date in January and then it was Valentine's in February. So we went on a date in February and I'm like, okay, so what's our reason for going on a date in March? Cause April's Dallin's birthday. So we're going to go on a date in April. And I'm, I'm like, I just think that's a really good idea to just, you don't need it. You don't need an occasion. Like you just Mm -hmm. have it on your schedule. Yeah. And because, um, I I probably sound so like type A to be blocking out our dates. No, I I promise I don't schedule everything out in our life, but (laughs) it has been really helpful just because we are so busy that sometimes we don't think about it. It's not that we don't want to go. It's like, there are a million other things to be doing and to be thinking about. And so for us just to prioritize our marriage and those dates, it's like, it's going to happen now. We don't have to think about it anymore. Like, Oh, how long has it been since we've been on a date? We, we should go as much as I want to go on dates with him, we're just not as good about asking each other to go and planning it and um, sending Iris to a babysitter. So it's been really great for us to just know that it's going to happen and we're really excited about it. But for mm-hmm. our relationship, um, this was necessary so that we could make sure that we're always squeezing time in for it. Well, and in a way, I feel like when you lower it from four times a month to once a month, you're kind of able to even put more into it. Like you may even have a bigger budget for it or you're able to plan more like different unique activities you could do together and stuff too. Yeah. My, my ultimate goal was to go once a week. And when I told my therapist that she told me, she was like, why do you need to go once a week? Just plan for once a month right now. You got a lot going on anyways, and just focus on that and be excited about that. And that was to me, it let off a ton of pressure on me that I needed to be going once a week and everything, which is absolutely amazing. That's the ultimate goal for, for me and my husband, but it just took a lot of pressure off and just helped me enjoy wanting to go on a date and not it not being a stressful thing right now that was kind of adding on to everything else. Yeah. Okay. And then last would be um, <clears throat> having friends to have good conversations with. Um, I use Marco Polo every single day. Um, my best friend still lives in Utah and that's how I've been able to keep up with her. And it's been so great. And sometimes we're talking, um, for sometimes we'll have one Marco Polo date that we send to each other. Other times we'll be talking for an hour on Marco Polo. And it's just so nice to have someone to, um, connect with about real life things that are going on. And someone that really, really knows me and I really know her and we really care about each other. 
and having those conversations with her often um, brings me real joy. It really does. And it um, is like having a sister. I do have sisters and we talk all the time too, Mm -hmm. but with my, my friend, it's just, we're both in the same stage of life right now. And um, we were very close when we lived in Utah and maintaining that relationship and keeping in contact with her and, and really investing in this friendship has um, brought me joy and has really been my solace too through um, the time that I was feeling very depressed. It was one thing that I could count on that someone really cared about me and really understood what I was going through. She was a person that I vented to. And so I think it's important for us moms to have that person that we're going to talk to. And of course, my husband, first and foremost, I tell him everything, but also to have someone else that um, maybe is a mom that really understands mm-hmm. what you're going through your day to day. And um, I think that's why us moms, like we just connect so quickly when you meet a mom at the park or meet a mom anywhere, you just kind of like have this mutual understanding mm-hmm. and almost like instant friendship that you're able to bond over something that you really care about. And that really like is your whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, having that friend that understands what I'm going through and being able to tell her anything and her just have absolutely no judgment that has been like, she's my other therapist, truly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I mean, women need women too. You know, we need our husbands, but we also really need women. I, I just feel that in the deepest part of my soul. That was actually my first um, big one that I was going to share too, is having close girlfriends. And, um, that takes work. Like just as you were talking about um, scheduling date nights and stuff, like having close female friendships also takes work. And it also takes like actively investing in that relationship, like you said. Um, and I have a I have a close group of girlfriends that we were all in um, the same ward. And now I'm back in that ward. But um, we are all in the same ward or neighborhood. Um, And now most of us have moved away. Like we're not all in the same neighborhood anymore, but we've all really invested in that friendship. And like we have like a Marco Polo group where we talk to each other and we go out for um, each other's birthdays every time someone has a birthday. And we go try and have like other get togethers pretty frequently. And just having, like you said, that support system that you're investing in is like having that has been huge for me. I don't feel alone. I feel like um, I have somebody I can talk to and um, something to look forward to. Like there's always something on the calendar with this group of friends, even if it's six weeks away, it's on the calendar and it's something to look forward to. And I have um, friends that I talk to on Marco Polo too. And my best friend who I we inevitably see each other at least once a week because we try and schedule our kids to be in the same things. And like, I just think having these um, connections with other women is a huge thing you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because as women, we, like I said, we need women and all throughout our life, all growing up, like I can remember all the way back to being a three-year-old and who my best friend was at that time, all the way through elementary school and through middle school and high school and college and who my best friends have been. And I, I heavily leaned on those people. And then suddenly you get into marriage and motherhood and it's almost like for a little while you just don't really have a best friend, at least for me. And a lot of my friends have gone through that too, because you get super invested in your marriage and your new baby. And, um, I feel like that's part of like the mental decline that some of us go through is that loss of Mm -hmm. female friendship. And so being able to invest in that again is really important. And, um, I know that that's kind of like a touchy subject for some people if they don't feel like they have a really close girlfriend. Um, but I feel like there's so many ways now to make friends. Um, and, we're, we are friends. Like that's why the mamahood exists is so mm-hmm. that you can come and reach out to Rochelle or me or Aubrey or someone else who, who is a listener of the podcast. And like, that's kind of our hope is to provide a, a ready accessible place for you to find somebody to talk to. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Um, some other quick ones for me that are bigger is 
I love writing. I love podcasting, obviously. Um, and vacations and traveling is probably my, like my top thing that, that invigorates me. Like that is my top thing that I do. That's, that's like a larger thing for self-care. Like we just barely got back from a weekend in San Francisco. And as we were in San Francisco, I literally was just like crying. Like I was just like, I feel so good. I just feel so good being here and just being somewhere new. I don't care where it is. Like, I don't care if it's just like a random city. I don't care if it's like a random campsite. Like I just like being somewhere. And that is just a huge piece of self-care for me. And it is a huge deal, like to plan a trip or whatever. And for, for us, like that's a really, really like the top part of our budget is planning for that stuff. And for some people it's not, and that's okay. And, but for us, that's a huge one. I love that. Um, It's been so cool to see you guys travel with each other, especially with young kids. I think it's really daunting to, um, want to plan vacations with, with, babies or kids where you've got car seats and strollers and it's a whole thing and they've got schedules and stuff um but seeing you guys do it and enjoy it and have fun and have these memories together it's so inspiring to me it's like oh my gosh I want to take my kids to San Francisco I see you guys like walking down the big beautiful houses and um like this beautiful trees it just looks absolutely amazing and your family your whole family's there and I'm like people live in San Francisco with their young kids. They find things to do. They walk around like, why can't I just travel there and do the same stuff, you know? But it's just been really cool to see you guys do that. And my husband and I today were um, trying to decide like what we're going to do this year. Are we going to travel? Are we going to go on a vacation? And I was like, my friend Marin just went to San Francisco and it looked really cool. Like we should go. (laughs) It just looks absolutely beautiful. And they did it with three young kids. Like we can do it and we can totally do it. It's so funny. We aren't like world travelers. Like there are obviously people who travel like all over the whole world. And we want to do that at some point too, like in the near future. COVID kind of, we actually had an international trip planned and COVID put that. Oh, I'm, to I'm the, sorry. That sucks. There rocks, but it's okay. But um, like to me, that is like, has been one of the highlights of parenting is taking my kids and it's hard. Like that's the thing. There are really hard moments where you are sitting in like a random alleyway at 2 a.m. because your flight got canceled and you've got three little kids who are depending on you and you're waiting for a taxi to come and pick you up. And like there are these hard moments like that, but we always feel so proud of ourselves and we have these like special moments with our kids where they are like exploring things like our my little boy had has show and tell this week and he's going to go tell everyone about the Golden Gate Bridge. And I'm just oh, like, that's cute. so cool that he had that experience. And like, it just feels super invigorating once you, once you start. And our very first kind of like quote unquote big trip we did with two little kids was to Alabama to visit. That's where I did a mission for our church. And we went for two weeks to Alabama. We toured my whole mission and our kids were like one and two or no, they were younger. They were like six months and 18 months at the time. And we cried, both of us, at different points in that trip. It was our first time flying with our kids. Um, it was our first time like doing rental cars and dragging car seats to the airport and all of that. And at one point, we both had tears in our eyes and we're like, this is so hard. But when we finished the trip, we were like, where are we going to go next? Because we learned so much. And the next trip, it was easier. And then the next trip, it got easier. And every trip, we learned a way to make it easier to now traveling is pretty much 99% enjoyable and 1% hard. And I think, I think that anyway, I'm rambling now. I'm speaking for all of us when I say, please make a podcast episode about all of that. Cause I want to know, I want to do that with my family too, but it's hard to know like what to do, what's going to be easiest until you've actually had the experience, but you've had so much experience already that you can kind of cut that off for all of us. And just, we can all be experts together now. (laughs) We just do everything that you say. (laughs) I, I really do want to, cause it is something I'm passionate about and care a lot about I feel like it really adds so much and that's the thing is I always want to be careful because 
that's not important to everybody or not doable for everybody and that's okay and for us we make other sacrifices in our time and in our finances and everything in order to do that that's just a sacrifice that we've made and every with everything you do as a family you're sacrificing something else cool that somebody else gets to do right so i i never want to come off like we do everything in the world there's so many things we don't do and so many things we've sacrificed in order to be able to do that but like i do feel like it is one of the biggest pieces of self-care you can do as a parent um just creating meaningful experiences with your kids and also without your kids and for yourself. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. Anyway, anything else you want to add before we kind of end this? <laughs> um, I think that's it. I feel like I got to talk about everything that I wanted to talk to you about. And well, I think I feel you like it was great. bringing up this episode was just like so inspired. I feel like there are going to be moms that are just listening to this and, writing things down and feeling a big weight lifted off their shoulders because these are actually like tips that you've brought to them that they can actually do like a tangible thing that they can do right now for themselves even if it's as small as like you said leaving the house for 10 minutes all the way up to something as big as seeing a therapist and um anyway okay to end i'm just going to ask you the question that we ask everyone who comes on the show and you're going to be a regular on the show, so this will be the time that I ask you. But what is one simple thing that you haven't already mentioned that might be hard to come up with, but <laughs> something that brings you joy? Um, this week, I took my my oldest daughter, Iris, to go pick up some paint because we're going to paint her playroom. Mm-hmm. And um, we just went out together just to go pick it up. And it was just an errand, but... It, it made me so happy to like have that one-on-one time with her again that I haven't had since I had Sierra and I'm just realizing like, <laughs> it's funny. I'm like talking about all these things that bring me joy personally, but when it comes down to it, like spending time with um, my daughters is that is what brings me like the ultimate joy and having that errand with her, that really short errand with her made both of us so happy we came out of it and she was like you're my best friend I love you so much and it was just a simple little thing we waited in the paint store for like 15 minutes for them to get our paint for us and it just like lifted my spirit so much it made me realize like why I wanted to become a mom in the first place having this little best friend that I was holding hands with like skipping down to get the paint like just these little things that she just teaches me how to have joy in the little things and the very mundane things, driving um, to driving to the store and waiting for um, them to get our paint. We're just sitting there or we're just standing there dancing around. Like she mm-hmm. is having me spin her around in a circle. There's nobody else in the store, but us. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the sweetest moment together that um, I wouldn't have felt if I hadn't brought her. And I just, I love having that time with her, that one-on-one time now that I have too. And I can't wait to do that with Sierra too, when she's older and have some one-on-one time with her, but they just bring me the ultimate joy. They really do. I love that so much. Thanks for sharing that. I agree. I think at the end of the day, that's what brings us as moms the most joy, right? That's why we do what we do. Um, And something I really admire about you is I feel like you do put forth this extra effort in order to create like like you love to do little projects for your kids and you love to like I've loved watching you like make Iris's room and make her playroom and make her her um playhouse that you made for her and everything and like I think that's something that you really excel at being a mom is finding special ways to show your love to your little girl Okay, so where <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to follow along for some fun DIY decorating stuff too, you get, you've been doing that a lot this year and I've loved watching. I guess I have. <laughs> yeah. now, you're mentioning all that. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I haven't really put too much thought to it, but it has been like a fun thing for me to do, especially for for Iris to give her her own space. I've like loved like decorating and I grew up watching like trading spaces. Oh, didn't we all? <laughs> and like uh what's what's it extreme makeover home edition mm-hmm. so it's like I'm the adult now I get to do that stuff like that is so fun to me oh, that's so. so cute 
I love that. You get paint walls. <laughs> Thank you. Um, trading spaces that just brought back so many memories. <laughs> right. It's like my dream to go on trading spaces, like have some sort of crazy themed room or something. I know. And now we just get to do it ourselves. <laughs> That's why like I want to take some paint to the walls and like, you know, just do whatever the heck I want. I've been waiting my whole life for this, it seems like. <laughs> Us 90s kids have been prepping for that. <laughs> it's exactly. Us TLC 90s kids. <laughs> Yep, I know we're when here I went for and it. I have my baby I'm like I am prepared I watched approximately 150 episodes of a baby story that it was <laughs> what I watched I like I'm that. ready for this Man, that, and, <laughs> and we're the ones that are on YouTube watching birth vlogs for mm-hmm. hours like this all makes so much sense <laughs> I know right I know I know oh we're my so gosh funny Okay, so tell us where all of our listeners can go to connect with you online, to find you so that they can make that personal connection with you. And my Instagram is Shell Valens, um, C-H-E-L-L-E-V-A-L-E-N-Z. That's me. <laughs> and you go by Shell. Sound like a jingle. Uh, I, right. I love to go by Shell. I, my child, through my childhood, my parents and my sisters called me Shell and I always loved it. It didn't really stick through like school with like my friends, but as I've become an adult, I'm like, that's, that's me. I want to, I want to be known as Shell. So anyways, I changed my handle. Then I kind of started like introducing myself as Shell sometimes and putting it on my hand, on my like social media handles. So anyways, that's why it's called Shell. But I really like when people call me Shell, but I'm just trying to like I'm like, that's the cooler version of me, you know? <laughs> I've been Rochelle my whole life. I'm like, but the cooler version of me, like the cooler side of me is Shell. So my alter I ego. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. Okay, so go find her. We'll put her Instagram handle in our show notes as well. But okay, well, we're excited to have Shell back for more episodes. She's gonna be a regular on the podcast now, and we're really, really grateful and excited. So Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us this week. All of you have a great 